All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away we go. It is a Tuesday edition of Barn Burner here in the Barn Burner Studios. The, uh, the Tower Chrysler. Studios, in fact, it's uh, it's Boomer along with Pinder and and there's uh, and there's Rhett Warner, the uh, Redster. The Redster is uh, is with us once again, wearing his hip T-shirt as we get ready for a, a big program today. You got a little bit of a Lloyd Christmas going on here. What's with that hair? Are you combing it forward? What's the? I just thought I hit the gym. I hopped out of the shower. Yeah. I was running late. It's a pretty good Lloyd. I could put a hat on, but I don't care. It's really. First, I've heard okay. of it. No, mm. spiky. The give a crap meters low today, or just in general? I'm gonna check a pulse, make uh, sure he's okay. Probably. In general, just in general. In general. Workaholic. Yeah. Let's check in, make sure he's all right. Yeah, almost, almost spilt my coffee. Spilt. Who's on the uh, Who's mug? On the mug That's uh, yeah. quite a photo. You've got. Little man. I don't know which kid it is. It's one of them. <laughs> Yours, one of yours. <laughs> yeah. uh, Flames last night, yeah. 6-5 win at the Dome over the LA Kings. Never uh, in doubt, Dean. Um, retro uh, lines look good. Like we were saying. Just you like, score six, you're going to win. You get everybody rolling. All the lines are contributing. It's easy hockey for the Flames right now. I mean, yeah. that's, things are great. Like Rhett was saying, they're due for some Line bounces. They were going to run into some bad goaltending at some point. Good balance. Yeah, lines, we go. lines made yeah. sense. Chemistry Guys between... Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. 
Lots I don't know why anyone's doubting Sutter, guys. He's got rings. Like, who in their right mind would question the reigning Jack Adams trophy winner, a multiple-time Stanley Cup champion, and a future Hall of Famer? Who would do it? Who, like, how high would you have to be? What kind of drugs would you have to the be on The size of the balls of the guy. Yes, yeah, seriously. Who would have all, take umbrage with what Sutter's putting out there on a nightly basis. Yeah. I don't know who would do it. I would. I'm sure somebody is. Mm. Must have been Francis. I don't know. Somebody drinking or smoking too much, that's for sure. Yeah. Not a perfect game. Really? By any strength. Did you, did you notice that? Not a perfect game, but a feel-good game. You you know, it's because it's, if you get one, you win one. Now, if it's two, it's two in a it's row. A trend, and then you kind of get three. That's right. That's how that works. Two for two on the homestand. They somehow avoided the constipation and radiation of that first game back. Yeah, how the did win. they do that? Just incredible. Rhett, can you kind of let, because people, some will be new to well, the. Yeah, all that travel. When you're going up and down in those airplanes and such, there's a lot of radiation that you have to deal with. Plus the uh, barometric pressure, it uh, takes a toll on the, uh, can cause constipation, to be quite honest, is what it is. And uh, somehow the boys got through it. It can wreak havoc on your sphincter. Sphincter. Is what we've been uh, led to believe. That, yeah, yeah, that first game back is a real, it's a real humdinger. That's why teams, it always happens. <laughs> Tough to play when you're smuggling a bag of potatoes. That's right. in, I guess <laughs> when you're all bunged up. Uh, Lindholm to Foley, both with a goal and two assists. Lindholm, eight shot attempts, five on target. He does like his line mates. The coach wasn't lying. Who would ever doubt the coach? He has to like who he's playing with. <laughs> Apparently, don't experiment with your best four. Why would you do that? I don't know why he hates the other guys, but he sure likes these guys. That's great. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a guy that would hold a grudge. Doesn't. Right? He just no. seems very affable, very nice guy. Seems quite polite and thoughtful. Scandinavians, they don't hold grudges. No. Do they? We'll just have a steam together, drink a little bit of vodka, and we're friends on again. Mm, delicious. Uh, now, the final was 6 5. So, hang on now, because you it was, did. It was six three. It was five yeah. two. You're telling me no, it was six yeah, five. I went to sleep when it was six to three. What do you mean? Because see, here's the thing: as you said, you score six, you're going to win a lot of games. You could flip the coin and say you needed six to win last night. <laughs> I kind of think that's true. Is it the same, or I, is it? Because here's the thing: if right? it was four three, not six three, call me crazy. I think they get more than four shots in the third period. They really found a nice way to kick it into neutral and miss nets and shoot into shin pads. And uh, you could, you could, there was an urgency level that seemed to be a little higher with LA than Calgary. Did you have a shot total bet on? on I might have had a night? shot total bet and was like, yeah. what in the fuck is happening? <laughs> Three shots, 15 minutes into the period. Because I was going to say. Two shots? One of the first things oh. he, Retro, one of the first things he brings up is, oh, they only got four shots. I could get a couple extra shots. He was, I need eight of shots all of in it. the third to hit the over. All of all of it. Eight, that's it. Bitching about the shots. It's like, well, somebody had the over on the shot clock. Didn't get it last night. And it, <laughs> it certainly wasn't, uh, you know, a huge divergence between the, the plot line, which was LA took over the third. I mean, that's really what we should talk about. Not the shot total, but that LA kind of had their way with the flames. Um, well, they cert after Kopitar ping scored yeah. that goal. They yeah, they turned it on. You needed a massive Markstrom save in the final twenty seconds to preserve a win, which feels ridiculous when you're up five two and six three. But they'll take the two points and place it in the standings. And I think you probably get an inc incomplete mark on process uh, and a full marks on. Did you get two points? Yes, you did. 
Red, I know you hate goalies, we, but even you had to be impressed with this save. Whew. Well, it's good because he sieved out on the other ones. Yeah, so it is. absolutely, yeah. it's nice that he makes up for the the, the now, easy save. Which yeah. is the sieve out one? You want to walk us through? Because well, Kopitar's can you post not go from your right. Nice. So so he can't go from his right to his left and make a save ever. Like, what to are we talking left. about here? Is that the, the off the end wall Kempe that you're talking about, right to left? Well, any of them. Okay. Well, Fiala. Hmm. Work. All right. It's Fiala or Kempe? It's Fiala. You're right. Kaliev in the second. Yeah. A lot of Kaliev. Either way, I, you know All what? All of gonna... them are right to left. I'm noticing a trend. I'm a goalie guru. Who's the guy you have on or used to talk to? Uh, Woodley. We got to get him back on. Ago. Yeah, if Woodley. Tell him, ask him how. Yeah, give a Mark, on too. Ask him how Markstrom moves from right to left. The Kopitar was posted in on his right side, so that would be left to right. But there was no, five. He, so. was moving right to, he was moving right to left, wasn't he? On the, was it the Kempe one, the Fiala one, Kopitar too, wasn't it? Did anyone watch the game? Oh, no. Well, th- here's well, the problem. The, there were that, so many goals. Right, and he made the save. Yeah, there were so many goals. It's five. That's it's too many, to, uh, to be fair. Too yeah. many. Too, ma- too many. Trevor. Trev. Too many. But they did need six. And you could see as soon as that Kopitar goal went in, Daryl was furious. You know how pleasant Daryl was last night? Didn't do media. Didn't even come out. Said, you know what? Ryan Huska, you talk to these guys. Which reminded me the only other time in the Daryl era we did do a post game when Markstrom absolutely got lit up like a Christmas tree and he sent out LaBarber to do the press. That's right. Barb's well, is like, hey, he everyone, how are we today? He might, maybe he's uh, getting wise in his years and he realizes that he's like a 24-hour rule or a grumpy father it's like there's no sense me going out here talking to the media and i'm going to go ballistic on my goaltender for not making a save i'm going to just stay in my room i'm not going to say anything negative i'm not going to give these dopes any reason to criticize me. he's tired of having warner picking away at his post-game comments That's right yeah Everything I say, Warner's trying to twist it. All so I say something nice about Lindholm, and he's yeah. got to stir up some shit that I'm trying to. He's the best forward. So what does that mean for Huberto? He's tired of you, Warner. Yeah, I doubt it. Got his big new podcast out there. I got a feeling that Daryl Sutter's never seen or listened to. Him. <laughs> he doesn't have any thoughts on that olive tree. Is, no, you mean he's not getting late to practice or morning skates because he's hanging out on the YouTube to see what you've got to say. Now nah, yeah, right timing doesn't work for him. He's working then. So. That's right. Um, now, so you went to sleep. Did you watch? Come on. Did you watch it this morning? Have you caught up on it? I did. Yeah, I just watched. Okay. It. Yeah. So I do want to ask you. It was six to three. Sorry. Like, I know. When, at what point is it? What are you allowed to pass out? I just wonder if you were working for the Flames, say, scouting, if they're like, oh, it's six to three. There's Rhett heading down to the elevator. <laughs> like, is that different or no? I don't know. I'll guarantee you I can watch a game on TV if I'm scouting. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Whenever I feel like it. That's the beauty of it, right? That's why you got the tape recorder. So let's tape. Let's go through some of the things we, we brought up yesterday. Huberto gets back in, first game back after what, missing two or three. Scores early. What did you make of his response to getting back in? Well, it looked like he was into it and excited and trying to prove the coach or tell him to beat it. So I liked it. It was Surrounded good. Rounded a bit. I, and I, I liked that he was passionate about scoring that goal. It looked like it meant something to him. 
Boy, he just missed on that power play. We're in the high slot where he rips one over the bar, too. Had some looks. Yeah, so. It's funny you bring up the emotion because they, they have on the uh, the replay, you can see oh, yeah. that it does mean something. <laughs> That's a huge weight off of his shoulders. He's a proud player. Yeah. This hasn't gone as he's wanted. I'm sure he hasn't enjoyed the interactions in the, through the media with the coach when he's hurt on the table and someone's suggesting he's taking a shit. This is a, this was, he's back. He's healthy enough to play and he wants to contribute. Yeah. Vindication, baby. Third liner. He almost missed it. Oof. I don't even know if you can number these damn lines. Like if you play Coleman and Dylan Dubé, is that a fourth line or are you just spreading your fourth line over four lines? Like really? It was, was Daryl's quote. He was asked why Huberto was on the third line. He says, we've tried him everywhere else and hasn't worked. I mean, yeah, it's just, okay, so number the lines then. What's the second line called? Is that I don't second? care. Yeah. I don't care. Like it's... Um, so on one of the other lines, Lindholm skated with Toffoli and Rizicka. Good night for those three. Toffoli's been really good. I, I, he feels like more of a leader than I thought necessarily he'd be. Like when they need emotion, he's really been there for them. Big tying goal. What was it against the Devils in the third there? They end up losing that game on the road, but he's. I've been impressed with... The give a fuck meter. <laughs> you didn't need to go F. Jeez. I mean, South Street. No. Sorry, South Street Burger. Just paying out the yinger on and this. And all the kids that were listening and yeah. they're not allowed to anymore. Be nice if I could let my kids listen to the show, guys. Now, Adam Rizicka, we had a little bit of fun. All oh, the chemistry with he and Lindholm last night has to be his best game in the National Hockey League. The pl- just way more confident with the puck, care- hanging on to it, making some plays, I thought Feeling it. by a, by a wide margin, it was his best game that we've ever seen him play in Flames Colors. We've seen good shifts, we've seen good periods, but that's like uh, it looks like he belongs with those guys rather than like okay, we need to keep you here for a bit to move someone else into a better spot. Almost looks Monahanish to me on the wing, right? Yeah, Big a kind of, bit. Yeah. There's a bit of Monahan yeah. to him, which I'm not better. trying to say is bad or good. I just kind of watching him and in how he moves around and how he plays. But if he can, look, it's not about taking your three best players and you're putting them all on one line. If you can, is Adam Rzichka one of their top eight, nine, ten forwards? I don't know. But if he can play on that line. That helps him a lot. And it's it's sustainable and the other two aren't suffering because of it. If he's adding a little bit and if he's better because of it, perfect. Lindy's been really strong in the last wow. five games, I want to say, relative to that forward group and the start of his season. Remember, is that second line... Manjapani, Dubé, and Kadri that carried them off to that great start, five and one. That top line, you're saying, eh, it's only in the power play. They're not really doing much five on five. Lindholm has really been awesome the last week or so relative to the start. Took a shot late, yeah. and I don't know if you saw it. Well, I don't know. If, but right before the final buzzer, shot block, takes it That's off right. of the foot, yeah. and then didn't even get to the to the net for the uh, you know the head tap with Markstrom or the stick. He just went straight off as he was doubled over. So hopefully nothing too, uh, too bad there. But he has been better. Manjapani finally scores. Monkey. Did, did he need that? In a, in, yep. You look back to how many goals he had at the start of last season, how tremendous he was. We, mm-hmm. just, we were done talking about him because every night there was something that you could take away that was impressive about him. And he has been for the better part of two weeks, really a non-factor in any aspect of the game. Not affecting the game enough, and the chances he's had look snake-bitten. Bad combo, right? 
gets a again. It's so many. I was going through this morning on pretty much every king goal or every uh, Flames goal. A king mistake. They preyed on that Kings D. They caught him pinching early. They were dumping oh. pucks, getting on him a bunch. Yeah. On that Richie goal, Edler just other- Edler gives him the puck and then falls down. Dursey pinches twice. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious! Oh, well, it was the man on the Manjapani goal. Fiala goes to turn it up, misses it all together. So oh, I'll take it, pass it to Manjapani, scores. So the Kings, I'm guessing, are better than what we saw last night. I don't think absolutely four game winning streak. And when if you recall that series against the Oilers, like when they're playing their best, they're really tight Whoop. defensively. That's there as bad is. as they've been defensively that we've seen them in that building for a while. Now you're not going to be happy with this one. I can see you're dying to to shit on somebody so what do you uh what do you got well i was just i was i was you're right i am dying to because i'm like <laughs> it's awesome and it's been great the flames yeah monkey off the back and all this stuff but the the, the kings did contribute to big time to the right like it wasn't like the flames went into the game and just owned the puck from start to finish no. the kings like the the Kings were garbage. Well, you, you forget the Kings are up two one here. How was how does Todd McClellan want to play on the road when you're up two one early? The exact opposite of how they looked for the rest of the first and second period. <laughs> yeah, like exact opposite. Exactly. Turnovers, guys caught up ice, horrible I, defensive lapses. I was waiting for Jonathan Quick to do a stick snap or something. Yeah, like pull me. I'm out of here. This isn't on me because the Flames got six. But even six I six on twenty one. I think it was. I had put in my Whoa. notes. They had I think it was fifteen or sixteen shots. They had four or five goals and about three breakaways mm-hmm. or other ten bell chances. Oh, Lindholm has the breakaway. <laughs> Every shot yeah. was was an unbelievable scoring chance. So yeah, the the Kings certainly did contribute to it. And I guess if you want to glass half empty it, you got a bunch of gifts. You scored six, and you still were a miracle save away from having to go to overtime. Yeah. I, I, I can't read too much into it, though, because of like Pinder will say, or I'm gonna, it's circumstantial to how the game's being played. You score get up six three, yeah. you exactly. slow down. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it, so if you're up so. six three and you're at just inside the blue line, halfway through a shift, you're dumping it down the corner and trying to get a good clean change. You're not like working your tail off to get to the net. And on top of that, you're just naturally going to relax and the Kings are going to be really, really hungry. This is why a lot of people that work in. The data just throw out stuff when teams are up by three or more. It's just, it's not really apples to apples anymore because one team's not that interested in scoring a lot more compared to the other. And to be fair, like, yeah, okay, they need a miracle save at the end. How many times is a puck going to go off Mackenzie Wieger's skate and into the net like that? That's a, you know, that's a very fortunate bounce the Kings get. Not that the Flames didn't get some as well, but like, it's a weird set of circumstances. Yeah. Happened the other day in Rochester. I mean, it skating happens. in. It's part Is that of the right? Yeah. What game was that? You're scouting in Roch. What game? Yeah, was it was a game in Roch. Yeah, it, it was actually a game, the Rochester Americans versus the Cleveland, the Lake Erie Monsters, Lumberjacks. Cleveland, that's right, the Lake Erie Monsters. Yeah, there you go. The Cleveland. That's what they're called. Did you go to Dinosaur <laughs> Barbecue after? That place is legendary. Tell me I you think went to the dinosaur barbecue. No, 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 I didn't. Healthy eating, I can't eat that stuff. Well, you look good. Somewhere in that shot Thanks. there, there's Rhett down low. <laughs> yeah, you look good, buddy. You look good. So now they are off uh, to uh, FLA. They got some time in FLA. Right, poolside, you want to be on the beach, you do what you want. 
Is yeah. that good or bad? I remember first Daryl's first go around in Calgary. He hated going to the uh, California or anywhere on the West Coast. Does he burn easily? What's the story? Games. Why does he not like Florida? I'd Wear a hat. Oh. Allergic to salt water? What's Wear a story? big hat. Daryl. Yeah, come on, D. Cheer up. <laughs> Tomorrow they've got the calendar empty. So it doesn't what? say off day yet, but it also doesn't say they're skating or doing anything. So, so he just didn't like that the guys would relax. Is that it? Yeah, you know what he didn't like. Yeah, didn't. exactly. These guys he going out like, and well, enjoying and themselves. The team. And, well, and I don't think he cares about that if you win. Yeah. It's the... Go have fun and follow it up with a loss that I think irked him a little bit. If they want to put a real nice deposit into the old uh, brownie point jar here, get a win against Tampa. So I guess just back to the kind of the analysis for a minute. You had said off the start about, you know, process results. Was there anything gained in the process last night, or was it first such forty a... minutes pretty good? But I think LA was just so bad. It's really, yeah. I think you give them credit for taking but advantage it, of a sloppy Kings team. I think the the what would you rather? I think this is a good to, to ask: is what do you like? Do you like last night's victory, mm-hmm. or like the or Boston last loss. week's process? Yeah, yeah, because right? they worked like, their tails I'll, I'll off take, on the road trip. But you, you need points I'll here. Take the win. Yeah. It's good homestand. Four for four. Markstrom was good. I thought Markstrom was good, despite letting in five. I thought he was good. I did, yeah. Well, Rhett says he can't move right to left, so, I mean. Five? We'll call it a split split decision. Yeah. One's a power play goal. Well, it's got to be what, uh, when's Vladar do for his weekly start? Fiala's a bad bounce. No, it's never the goalie's fault. Cali have one from the side. Nobody probably. could. St- Shouldn't go in That's stinky. Can't stop Kopitar. Yeah. Kopitar's the best. The, the Cali has the stinker. You're right. The next, uh, now gone for a bit. What, two home games left in the month? Boy, they're not, not back this, for a while. If I'm not, uh, or three maybe, I guess they've got. they got the 29th uh, against Florida, and that's, that's it. That's it, yeah. And then it's the 1st of December, Montreal on a Thursday. Buckle up. Olay, no Olay. Rocking two in a row. Kachuk Bowl followed by Montreal's only visit. Ow! We give tickets away to Flames games all season long, courtesy of our friends at Mad Rose Pub up in Royal Oak. 20 beers on tap, mm. burgers, pasta, steaks, full entrees. This is not bar food, people. This is some serious, serious grub. Gourmet pizza, dough, and signature sauce made every day fresh. You can order off their website, have it delivered, madrose.pub, located 15 Royal Vista Place. We do have tickets for that. Florida game, the Kachuk Bowl, we're not sure. We're going to come up with something. Feels like that's... We've got some time to think about it. That's the good news. Yeah. You've got two weeks to figure it out. Feels like that's something we should get people working for. Or do something a little bit of, uh, have a little bit of fun with. We have a guest. Yeah, if you go and- shovel my, if you go shovel my driveway, you can have the tickets. There you uh, go. We have some How's volunteers that? to shovel your driveway. More on that later. <laughs> There's probably not a lot left there. Who is, no. do you have anyone in charge or are you just letting Mother Nature Big Dax. Dax attack. Is, is that right? He's handling it. He was mowing lawns and. Yeah. It's just Stealing nicknames. It's, it's Z and, and it's Dax Attack and yeah, it's Trev. Yeah. Is Dax... My nephew, Dax. Is Dax Attacks getting... Uh, what's the hourly wage there? Is he getting compensated fairly? I'm not paying him till I'm going to give him a lump sum at Christmas because he'll just piss it away. So, And I think Dax Attack is maybe not attending to it as... Uh, Diligently as needed? 
as much yeah that's a good word ryan thank you that's exactly it not quite as diligent as he may like me to believe well to be fair not a lot of foot traffic around there at this point i think uh no a lot of tire tracks going in out of the garage per se you'll be very excited retro your buddy greg from bonton meets because we're here in the studios Things are taking place. We've got, you know, TVs are up. We've got some things coming in. There's gonna, we're building out the studio. And Greg from Bonton is uh, going to be making a contribution to the studio. He's very excited mm. about it. And a smoker? Is that damn smoker the old <laughs> boss stole from me? It's not a smoker. Crook. But no, we'll, uh, we'll do an unveiling. When it gets here, when it's arrived, and when it's set, we'll make sure that we do it on the show. We'll do it live to get your, because, uh, of course, you'd never come back to Calgary. Um, but we'll do it on Until the show. Does. Yeah. And uh, I think you'll be impressed. Greg's very impressed. If he's happy, I'm happy. Yeah. I, we do have to get him squared away for Saturday. <sighs> we were going to go up there this week. It's Bennett it's, and Kachuk this week. He's wound tight. We got to go visit him. Oh, I saw the story. Oh, Bennett's scoring, uh, coming back around right at the right time for the Florida Panthers. Like, oh, God. Another year of this. <laughs> Great guy, though. Don't take it the wrong way. Greg's a hell of a guy. BontonMeatMarket.com, 28 Crowfoot Circle in the Northwest. Love Sam Bennett. When we come back, we have a special guest here in the studios, the Barnburner Studios. He is, of, uh, just statistically Still speaking, pissed at me. one of the greatest Ham- Hamilton Tiger Cat quarterbacks of all time. Really? Joining us here in studio. Bo Levi Mitchell, we take Brock. Yeah, that Bo Levi to Darren Flutie connection. That's right. Never forget. Yeah, that's right. Danny McManus, Henry Burris, Bo Levi Mitchell, all great Ticats. Sure he was, but yeah. Sam Echeverry. He had a great year. Had a great year. We'll see. uh, We'll talk about Bo's year as a Ticat coming up. (laughs) There we are. Tight turn. Two minutes. Don't go anywhere. Back at the Barn Burner Studios, Boomer, Pinder, Rhett Warner on this Tuesday. The, uh, I guess, I found this out yesterday. The Grey Cup. It's coming up, uh, what, this weekend? This week? Yeah. Someone said. Some, it's, in the rectangular province. That's right. It's a big, minus 8 the high, minus 13 the low, gusting to 30. Let's go. It's a big deal. Now, it's a playoff football weather. Retro, you're a, a lifelong rider fan. Must so, going, eh? are you coming back? You heading to uh, Regina for the big game? You got tickets? I can't leave the country, or I would. Yeah. What's the matter? Have you got lot uh, to get to Regina? So, warrant up for his arrest, or you can't leave the country. Well, I fled the country, and now I can't return. Tomorrow's show. Really I'll write something. that. Uh, I'll write that down. Go on. Right before we took a uh, a quick little uh, little breather, there we threw it out there. The uh, the, one of the greatest quarterbacks, statistically speaking, that's ever suited up for the, well, has not suited up for the Hamilton Ticats. We'll get into it. Uh, but uh, in all honesty, uh, the greatest quarterback to play for the Calgary Stampeders joins us here in the Barnburner Studios, Bo Levi Mitchell. Bo, Man, good to see you, buddy. High praise. Now, let me go ahead and stop you there because uh, I am going to say Doug Flutie is still number one. If he'd have played 10 years here, the numbers no. would be insane. He, okay, I know. I but know, he I know. didn't. But there's a lot to undress in what just happened. First of all, you said, you know, 
the Grey Cup's coming up. I didn't know Pender knew that because I know he doesn't watch the <laughs> CFL. Um, Not true. I watched at least one quarter of the West <laughs> semifinal. So he, he's on the show with me the very first time that I do the bow show over yeah, with you yeah. guys, Force at 960. And I was like, man, you know, let's talk about this Hamilton-Toronto game. Like, this, this game was great. Uh, you know, what did you think? Like, what was your kind of takeoff? You said, oh, I, I didn't watch it. I don't really watch the CFL. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, why is he on the show? Like, what is going on right now? I wasn't on the show much after that, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of pat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rhett, you're wearing a Yankees hat all the time. I can't see you right yeah. now, but uh, normally you're wearing a Yankees hat on this show. I've been watching you boys. Oh. Love the studio, by the way. Thank you. The cars buddy. are very nice. Tower taking I, care of us. Good people. Uh, yeah. But Rhett, why can you not leave the country? I want to know. Oh. Uh, immigration issues, Bo. I, uh, if I leave, I probably can't come back. If I come, it's just uh, ill-planned, I guess, is really the gist of it. Out of character for it. that, too. He's such a planner that something, yeah, a little oversight nice. would never, we'd expect to happen, right? And just such an overall good human. <laughs> He's yeah. Yeah, is he wearing a Yankees hat? He is wearing a Yankees hat. You know Oh, that. that's embarrassing. I just put that it hurts. on. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> But at the same, the, the shoveler's cousin had on an Astros hat yesterday. He he was giving me crap about my Yankees hat. Is yeah. the Astros hat the one I need to get? That's what Bo is wearing right there. Yeah, I don't know. Congrats, by the way. They are the best. Oh, I can. I appreciate it, man. It's good to get past the scandal. I just got to get like to the Patriots. I just That's fair. <laughs> I got to get to the stadium, and I'll have a Astros hat myself, and I'll be a huge fan. Okay, oh. so to to fill Bo in here, there's a little backstory here. The greatest series maybe ever in the history of baseball was the Sox coming back from a 3-0 deficit to win. It never happened in baseball before, down 3-0 to win a series. Rhett went to, I believe, all seven games wearing the home team's gear. Yankees, Red Sox. No way. How in the world <laughs> you flip-flop between you? those two iconic <laughs> franchises? It's like dressing up as Satan I'm one a, day and an angel the next. It's crazy. That is amazing. I'm, I'm a sports fan. I'm a, I'm a supporter of sport. They took his money. That's parts accurate. Yeah. I love it that you just explained that the Red Sox came back against the Yankees 3 0. Rhett was there. He was cheering. I don't watch baseball and know that that happened. Well, I, 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 this, was, this was the year he literally went to every game of the right. series. I will say, man, uh, we went to the Astros World Series last year against the Braves when they lost, and we were wearing all, all of our Astros stuff because we were at the Braves Stadium. It is, it is better. I do think it's better to be in the away team stadium wearing the other. The other gear, it is it is nice. I think there's a few cities you don't want to do that, like Philly. Oh, when yeah. Oakland had the Raiders, Philly, you don't Oakland. want to be doing that. Yeah, yeah. You don't want batteries thrown at you. You are asking for it, though. Oh, 100. Right? But usually, the people that do that want it to happen. They want to talk trash back. They yeah, want to fight. Yeah. You know, we're going to see a video at some point of Rhett fighting in that series. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's all. I there. said, I've said it. I've said it many times. If I'm ever in a fight again, then life is just, it's, it's, we've gone too far. There, I can't handle it. Yeah. There'll be no fighting. Bad shoulders. Yeah. Somebody texted me yesterday when they saw that you were coming on the show. They're like, wow, that's unbelievable. Get guy just got traded. How you guys pulled that off? It's like, yeah. That's how we roll. And but the real answer is, uh, I actually had him like a couple weeks. We know where Bo likes his <laughs> barbecue, so yeah. we happen to be at the same place for lunch. The real answer is that I'm in second to last or last place in the fantasy league of everybody here. So, yeah. Uh, By the way, speaking of that, the fantasy teams. So I drafted my team, mm -hmm. and uh, I did what any dumb owner would do, is that's go around and tell everybody that I drafted the greatest fantasy football team of all time. Yep. And I am now 1-8. and eight. <laughs> 
One and nine. <laughs> yeah. And I just lost Cooper Cup. Yeah. So, yeah that's your boy. It's only getting worse, boys. Your boy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's not, it's not a good game. I mean, I, I know you guys. We've been friends for a long time. You know, um, Princey, you know, obviously wanted to do a show with me and Ben first, and he couldn't get us, so then they offered the show to you guys. And that's right. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. Happens. Second fiddle to a curler <laughs> and a tie cast. Yeah, I just met Jared. I just had to let him know. Like, we, we, talk, we like to talk trash. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, and you know what? Thanks for, for that, because uh, my shit team actually just passed yours this week, because I was at the 1-8. and eight. I actually got a win this week. 2-8. So oh, nice. I think Congratulations, in the man. Basement. Yeah, it feels good, that. doesn't it? First overall pick, Jonathan Taylor. This is going to be great. Yeah, so what is it? Me and DJ Powerplay at the bottom now? Yeah, you yeah. and DJ Powerplay yeah. at the bottom. Boom, yeah. third from the bottom. Uh, so I guess let's get into it. Did you, did you know that this trade was in the works? Did you have a heads up on this? Because I think it caught a lot of people kind of off guard. Yeah, no, I mean, it kind of caught me off guard. Um, you know, I, I knew that at some point it would probably happen. You know, uh, Huff did it with Arbuckle. You know, so to Hamilton specifically, or just that he would move your rights? Just move my rights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know what team. Um, you know, I knew at some point it probably happened just because of that. Like they did it with Riley Caleros, I believe, at one point. Uh, they did it with Arbuckle, and it worked out. He signed, so they, you know, the draft pick moved from like a third to a first, which is you know huge for them. Um, I mean, I, I was excited about it too, like he told me, but you know, I go in, it's my exit meeting with Dave and Huff. So this is like the first time kind of having that talk for like, all right guys, like, you know, thank you so much. It's been amazing. Um, you know, Huff goes, you know, Hey, you know, I just want to thank you. First of all, you've been an amazing Stan Peter, you know, loyal. You've been, you know, this, this franchise OG, huge dead. Like, thank you so much. Now, with that being said, we've traded you to the Hamilton Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> and as a token of our appreciation, check out the smelters in Hamilton. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It was, uh, no, he presented in a good way and asked me if it was something I wanted to do. And, you know, I think, um, I think to wait till February is tough, you know, cause you have a family. I have, I have kids and, you know, find schools, housing, stuff like that. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll definitely hear Hamilton out. I want to hear their pitch and kind of what's going on there. Um, but you know, what I said two days ago before the, you know, West final was, um, I, w I want to go into free agency. I want to find out what the offers are. I want to know where the coaches are going to end up. I want to know where some players are going to end up. Who's going to even make it to free agency as a player. Um, because you know, it might, at this point in my career, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to fight over, you know, a certain amount of money with a different team. It's more to me. Uh, I want to build on the legacy that I've started. And, um, you know, I want to do what Henry did, what Ricky Ray did. I want to go to another team, what Zach did. Uh, and I want to win a great cup. So I'll make sure I make the best decision based off the team. Because I guess people understand with, with free agency, they've traded your rights, but that you you can just wait it out and become a free agent. Yeah, they so get to negotiate. Hamilton it, is right? going to try and woo you, obviously. have they? What kind of contact have you had with them? So yeah, I've gotten to talk to you know some of the guys up top. And uh, first off, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Coach O. You know, Orlando Steinhauer is definitely one of the best guys in the CFL. Um, and I've had a lot of players reach out, not just from Hamilton, but from other teams telling me, hey, man, Coach O, is, he's that guy. Um, and I've always known that just from playing. And we've had a lot of good battles in the past. You know, speaking of the 24-0, comeback this year against them so uh it was it was a lot of fun and it's it's awesome to get to talk to those guys and kind of just you know I mean I think you guys know you guys came here for a reason to do the barn burner podcast that like you want to be wanted you know what I mean like you, you want to go somewhere where people want you they respect you um they want to hear your opinions and what you want to do with your offense and your team and things like that so um you know, I've talked to some guys over there. I'm excited about it. Um, you know, I'm sure at some point I'll probably fly out there, you know, go see the city, uh, you know, talk to them. But, you know, right now, as of right now, the plan is not to sign anywhere until free agency. I do want to see 
what all is happening. But um, but I'm going to respect Hamilton and make sure that I listen to everything they have to say and, and check it out because uh, right now they've got my rights and, and that's where I'm at. So, and if I'm correct, the only other time you'd have like something close to free agency or that would have been what coming back from that visit with the Vikings and the other NFL teams and you did the workouts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll be honest. I still don't really know how free agency works. Okay. <laughs> I've been in the league for a while, uh, but so it's I, rare. I, it's just, say, yeah. it's like, it, it kind of like, there's like a window, I think a week before where teams can finally talk to you, you know, try to put something in place before the actual day of free agency starts. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the last time would have been 2018 after the Grey Cup and MOP going out to try for some NFL teams and then coming back. And um, yeah, I mean, that was, it was fun. But th- I think the hard part is, man, as, as a quarterback, you know, let's say you're, you know, you're me or, you know, you're somebody, another, you know, big time quarterback in the league and you're about to sign. You want to see where other guys are going. So I want to know where, you know, certain receivers are going to end up and where mm-hmm. certain O linemen are going to end up. Yep. Uh, OCs, definitely. Coaches will happen right away, so I'll get I'll get a sense of where coaches are going to be. But the hard thing about the players is the quarterback costs the most money. Right. So you're typically the first chip to fall. You know, so teams really need to know. Okay, like, am I spending, you know, five hundred thousand on you, or am I spending two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a, a different guy? Because that gives me an extra two fifty, I can go spend on a different receiver or O lineman or whatever. So it's hard because as a quarterback, you want to know. Okay, where is this guy going to end up? Where is this guy going to end up? And that's where I want to be, but those guys don't typically sign until after the QB sign. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit tough in that sense, but uh, I think I'll try to talk to guys and get a sense of where people are going to go and, you know, just uh, keep everything above board, obviously, but just try to get an understanding where everybody wants to be. If I may, real quick, Nathan Rourke's a big topic conversation. Schefter tweeted about him today. You've gone through a part of that journey, although he's got one real, not even a full season under his belt. What advice would you have for Nathan Rourke, and, and what do you think the future holds for him given his skill set and, and the incredible partial season he had this year? Yeah, I mean, first off, have you guys got to see him in person yet? Yeah, I was at the game here where he just, what was it, 300 yards in the fourth quarter, something hilarious? It, insane. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like when we punted the ball to him and they had the ball in the four-yard line or whatever it was, I was I did not feel good about it. You know, and we have an amazing defense, and our defense had played well against him all game. But for some reason, when you see it, it was the same feeling as me as like when we would punt the ball back to Mike Riley. Yeah. I'm like, I don't like this. Yeah. You know, I don't like the fact that we're giving the ball back to this guy. Uh, he is outstanding, and he is fun to watch in person. And, you know, now not competing against him, I can kind of talk about him. But um, he, uh, he is everything that everybody thinks he is. And- Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And it's probably going to be more. So it's a little bit different than my situation because we didn't have the NFL window when I was originally, you know, young. And like, let's say I won the Grey Cup in 14. I wouldn't, I would have been able to try out the NFL window then. So, I mean, my advice would be, you know, you're, you're young, you're an amazing player. Um, you know, you saw this year that, that health can change in an instant. Um, so if you have the opportunities, I don't know why you wouldn't try it. The CFL will be here for you. Yeah. Um, you know, he can go try the NFL every single year if he wanted to, and he will continue to probably progress towards one of the greatest Canadian players ever playing this game, um, you know, it, it barring staying healthy. But regardless, he's an amazing talent. He's fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, it was, not, uh, it was not fun, but fun at the same time getting to watch him play. So I just want to go back to the free agency thing. You kind of talk about how chronologically how that works. You have to pay the quarterback and then everything else. You also said that uh, you want to win. Money's, money has to be there to a certain extent, but it's about getting another ring. You can kind of control all of that in a way, right? Because, like, not to compare. Tom Brady has never been the highest-paid quarterback. He mm-hmm. takes less. It allows the teams to spend more on other aspects of the game. They win jewelry. Is that – are you at that kind of a stage where winning means that much that you would – I'll take less if this guy and this guy – if these guys all come in – and we run it back together. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think, uh, I think you know, it's it's easy, I guess, to take that praise, you know, but I'm not coming off a great cup or an MOP. I'm coming off a season where I got my job taken from me. You know what I mean? So I think even trying to demand um, Zach Claro's money, who is, you know, possibly going to win three straight great cups and back-to-back MOPs, um, knowing where his contract is at, you know, I think there's kind of a ceiling there and you kind of work your way down knowing where you stand. And obviously there's history of what I've done in my past, but, um, you know, I, I, I just think the biggest thing is you have to look around and say, okay, well, how do I, how do I sign with the team and give them the opportunity to win? The same thing I did here in Calgary. Um, yeah, if I'm the most, you know, let's say coveted quarterback free agent in the, on the market, yeah, I could go try to demand top dollar and all that. And, and it's great for, you know, a year or two or three of the bank account later on. But, um, you know, the biggest thing is I've always talked about leaving a legacy in the Canadian football game. Um, and I want to continue to build on that. And I think the only way to do that is to continue being who I am, um, you know, try to put guys around me. And I think if there's some guys I want out there and if I'm going to go ask, you know, Hamilton or, you know, whoever uh, the team that I signed with, if I'm going to ask them, like, hey, I want, I want this guy. You know, I want to be able to throw to this guy. I want to be able to have this guy protecting me. Uh, or, hey, I, I believe in this guy on defense. Y'all should really go get him. I've got to be willing to take a little bit less in order to make that happen. Yeah. 
we've talked about this over the years, and we uh, it's it's kind of fascinating because it's so foreign to us, the high school football thing and just how big it is. You're from KK to Texas. Um, we're, I'll never forget your voice. Kenny, <laughs> Texas. The fake call in. Dude. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. You don't know it was me. Somebody was doing it. I don't yeah, know who someone. it was. Who's to say? So, because we always talked about it. You see on, you know, Friday Night Lights, the, the quarterback has the sign on the front lawn, and then it's, you know, home of Bo Levi Mitchell. Like, that happened to you, right? You were the Texas high school star quarterback. That whole thing was your life story in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I always, like, when people always ask, what is Texas high school football? Like, I've always explained it, like, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. You know, like, the town kind of shuts down. Certain restaurants aren't open. Um, it's a country song. Yeah, we still have, like, those signs, like, where you have to, like, use the stick to put up the letters. And they would all say, like, go Katie Wynn State or good luck against Katie Taylor this weekend. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a lot like that. I mean, I would say, you know, I came – I became the quarterback of the year after Andy Dalton. So, uh, there's probably one guy that perceives me that his name's a little bit bigger than mine. Um, and, uh, you know, he's still playing in the league. And he's a guy that I respect a lot, too. So, I think uh, it's probably home of Andy Dalton and – you know, a little bit smaller letters That's and bully by Mitchell. It's just it's more letters. You got to squeeze the yeah, font down. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the point to kind of pivot off of that, you mentioned you lost your job. Mm-hmm. Going back to Katy, Texas in high school, when was the last time you weren't the guy? Oh, man. Um, or I guess, has there I been mean, a time guess... since Katy that you weren't the guy? Yeah, you know what? I, I lost my job in college also, actually. Um, I tore my shoulder. I was running a speed option. I have no idea why. I'm not a running quarterback. I think you guys obviously know that. <laughs> this is the year Bo's going to run more. Yeah, we heard that every yeah. in training camp. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm, ru- I'm running a speed option, and, and Jerry Hughes comes off the edge and, and tackles me. And as I'm like mid pitch out to the running back, and the ball just kind of like trickles out of my hand as he hits me. So I reach out for it and tear my shoulder. Um, and the kid that came in, we, we were, I think we were three and two at the time. The kid that came in went like six and one or something. And he was a true freshman. I was a sophomore at the time. And, uh, yeah, so he, they, they kept him in against uh, Kaepernick in Nevada in the, the bowl game. Um, and that was like kind of the time I made the decision I was going to transfer and try to play with my brothers. I wanted to play with those guys one more time because we grew up playing baseball together. Um, so we ended up getting my brother a scholarship as well to play a decent. But that would probably be the last time that I guess I wasn't the guy that yeah. got my job taken. Yeah. So – Away from the stadium, you, your wife, your family, when it's everyone knows that it's going to happen. It's whatever career you're in, the day comes when it's it's just not happening. You're not the guy anymore. But to go through it at the professional level, how hard on a on a personal level was that for you? Because I know you're a proud guy, and the thing about you is you wear your heart in your sleeve. You're the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. You got the tattoo. You're yeah. the you're you know you're a cocky brash guy. So when those guys get knocked down a peg, a lot of people love to dance on that grave. Oh yeah. How hard was it for you? Yeah, I think a lot of people were dancing on the grave before I was even in it. You know, I think a lot of people were calling for Jake and they wanted to see what the next young guy has. And and I understand that being a fan in Calgary, I really do. Um, We've been blessed in this city with a lot of great quarterbacks, and it seems like every time that one is left, the next one that steps up is that next guy. So um, I kind of understand where everybody's coming from because I remember that with Drew Tate. You know, I remember when I took over, I remember a lot of people, you know, were calling for me. And at the same time, it's like, you know, I was happy because I was like, yeah, I, I can't wait. I want to play. Like, I saw I, I was friends with Drew, so I still felt bad for the guy. But Drew um, Tate wasn't a two-time MOP. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, though, right? <laughs> I understand that, but – he, he did take the job from Henry Burris, who was, you know, that guy. Yeah. So uh, I, I think, uh, you know, when it happened, it was tough. But 
I kind of, you know, leaned on Madison a lot. You know, Madison's always been that rock for me. She's, you know, she's forgiven me for a lot of bad things and, and been there for me my entire life. And so she's somebody that I respect a lot. And that I, I, I love her opinion because I think she takes the emotion out of it and she thinks of it from a situation of like, okay, well, what, how do you want to be looked at? You know, like, yeah, you could come off and you can, you can be, you know, oh, I don't deserve this. I, I deserve to be a starter. Like, trade me right now. She's like, you can be like that. but Or you can be the guy that everybody who knows you knows you are. And you could be professional about this. And and when she had me kind of thinking that way, I was just like, you know, I love everybody on this team. I love everybody in this organization. And I think when I was thinking about the legacy of leaving Calgary, in my mind, I was like, I don't want to ruin or tarnish anything that we've done together for the last 10 years over a decision that they have to make for the future. And I understood at the time, and I like Jake a lot. He's a great quarterback, and honestly, I think he's going to be that next guy. Um, so I didn't want to see him fail, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm cheering him on. I'm trying to give him all the information I can. At the same time, you know, I'm trying to hold back the fact that, I, damn, I want to be on that field right now. Do you feel that you deserve to be at times when you weren't? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think, I think, uh, I think there's times, you know. I first of all, I mean. Dave's in a very tough position once you make that move, right? Like, you make the move to the young guy. You know, let's he plays amazing against Winnipeg. You know, he, he plays very good the next couple of games. Everybody's like, all right, yeah, Dave obviously made the right decision. So, I think as soon as he falters and has, you know, a two-interception game against Toronto, I think, you know, I was instantly upset. I was like, oh, I should be in. I should be in right now. Um, but I started thinking about it from Dave's perspective because I've thought about being a coach before, and I was like, man, if – I mean, if he pulled him right now, everybody started to question him and his decision. They start to question Jake. Um, you know, Dave and Huff stood by me a lot of times when I was struggling and I wasn't playing great. So I understand their loyalty, and that's the way that those guys work. And then, you know, the Hamilton came, game came, and, the, and there was three interceptions. I was like, oh, I, I'm so angry. Like, I should be in the game right now. And, and then I just, you know, talked to myself again. I was like, man, I, I understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. Um, and I've said that I'm going to stand here and be ready to go when the moment comes. And so I was like, all right, just keep your head down, keep working. And when that moment comes, if you need to be there for your team, guys that you've built a locker room with for the entire training camp, entire year, just be ready to go. And, and I remember Nick Lewis texting me and he said, Hey, uh, he said, Henry Burris, you know, had a game and he had his job taken, whatever. And then he had to come in like the second, third quarter. And he's like, I remember being there. Like he didn't prepare and he wasn't ready and he didn't play that great. So then they went back to Drew the next game. He's like, just be ready for your moment if it happens. So I just kept my head down, kept studying, you know, kept uh, just being ready. And so when the moment came, just made sure I was taking advantage of it. Are you glad you got that last couple drives in BC, or or is it just the result is so big? Who cares? Uh, I am glad. I think it. Um, you know, I think I think there's probably a lot of you know coaches, players, GMs, whatever out there that were looking at film of me early in the year, and they you know they want to know, okay, like if we're going to make a run at this guy, like you know, mm -hmm. what does he have, and, and how does he feel, and how does he look. Um, I think it was important for me to get out there and just kind of not, you know, play thinking like, okay, if I play bad, are they going to make a move to the next guy? You know, so that's kind of what I think my feeling was in the beginning of the year. I think I was playing loose. And then I started, you know, if I had a bad, if I had a pick or something, I started thinking like, oh man, if I throw another one, you know, are they going to move on to Jake? Because we kind of had discussions early in the year that, you know, Dave wanted to be kind of, you know, that Hamilton, that, Dane and Masoli, you know, kind of go back and forth with the hot hand um, because we didn't know how my shoulder was going to respond from the year before. And, you know, luckily everything just went so good this offseason, my shoulder, and I felt great. So 
I was feeling like, okay, well, I'm here and I feel great. Like, I should definitely be the guy right now. So I was ready to play the entire year. So I think when I was playing like that in the beginning of the year, I was kind of, you know, of the opinion that, you know, just don't do anything to let them feel like they have to make that decision to move on. And so I was playing very conservative. So mm-hmm. then I think to get in in the BC game. Uh, there's no time for conservative there, and, right? So well, down. there's just no yeah. there's no care. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, I'm, I'm going out there to do this for – the team and try to get a win and do this for myself and and I'm going to play the game the way that I play it and I think that that allowed me to again get back to being who I was and just letting the ball fly so take us on the field it's uh, the season's over you got the ball in your hand and I, I just what, what take me there yeah man it was uh you know obviously we're taking a knee at the end of the game so don't love it because we're losing but yeah. you know it's it's what you had to do at the moment there's no reason to get somebody hurt so I take that knee and I think some of the feelings kind of rushed to me, especially some of the old linemen that I've played with for a long time, giving me hugs or whatnot, players from the other team. Uh, you know, TJ Lee, who's an Eastern Washington Eagle, so where, where I went. Ryan Phillips, Eastern Washington Eagle. So, uh, you know, guys that I went to school with and, um, you know, coaches, everybody kind of shaking your hand, just kind of realizing that this is the end of an era, that a time that you spent in a, long, in a place for a very long time. So it was, uh, it was weird, but I will say, like, until yesterday when I was working out at the stadium, and I get uh, kind of news that my rights are going to be traded. It was the first time that I was in the locker room, and I'm working out, and I was like, I am no longer a part of this football team. Like, mm-hmm. this is – it's it's crazy. It's weird. There's a lot of different feelings, you know, good, bad, um, you know, whatever. But um, I think the good thing is I feel very excited about it. You know, I'm excited about the opportunity. I'm excited kind of that new thing. Rather than thinking like, oh, man, you know, did I want it to end this way, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I just, I just feel excited about the next opportunity and getting a chance to go out there and – kind of just do this all over again. There is something about that final moment when, like you said, because I know even for me, seeing it on the screen of a laptop, Bo Levi Mitchell traded to Hamilton. That's it. It's a, knew it was coming. Yeah. Could see it coming for a long time. And And I'll say, watching you with the ball at the end of that game and then seeing that, it was like, it, it, it was real. It was really kind of, it was a weird weird kind of emotion and I think probably for a lot of fans they would feel the same way that guys get older young guys come in it's only gone on forever in sport that guys you know take over jobs and that sort of thing but I think it would have been an emotional day for a lot of people yesterday that not even clinging to hope but just it was it's finally official and I wondered how that was for you yesterday yeah I mean I think it was I mean a lot of those fans messaged me so I I think that was really cool like we've been through a lot together you know uh you know, taking over a team to winning a Grey Cup the first year to losing two straight Grey Cups and then coming back to win another one. So I think just knowing there's a lot of fans that message saying, hey, man, you know, I became a fan of this team 10 years ago. I became a fan of CFL 10 years ago. It's like So to know that I had a part in bringing some people into the game and know that they'll be a fan of the St. Peters or the CFL for a long time because of it, that's an amazing feeling, knowing that. So I think it was uh, it was a lot of gratitude and a lot of just kind of – feeling of, you know, just enjoyment to know that, you know, I did make a difference in the city. And I think that's kind of what I always wanted to do and Maddie and I have always talked about doing. So, um, yeah, man, just excited to, excited yeah. to do it again. How would you describe your relationship, I guess, along over the years? And is it any different today with Dave Dickinson? Former quarterback, great quarterback, beloved legend back home. Oh, yeah 
played in, you know, got got a little taste in the NFL, but is a legendary quarterback. And I always wondered about your relationship because there'd be so much in common between you two, but tough decisions have to be made and not all of them are, are going to be ones that you yeah. think are the right decision. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Dave and I have been through a lot together. Um, you know, he was a guy that believed in me very early on, you know, gave me the reins. And we had, obviously, when he took over for Huff, you know, we had a, a very awesome run together. Um, dude, I don't, I don't know if there's anybody in football that I respect more than that guy. You know, he's he shows up early. You know, he does all the things you want a head coach to do. Whatever he says in the meeting room, that's what he says on the field. You know, so players respect that. They want to play for that. Um, Dave's always been a guy also that is honest with you. You know, he tells you straight up, like, he might not give the media everything, but he'll tell you in person, this is what we're doing. This is our plan. You know, this is uh, what I need you to do. And he does that with every single player. So, you know, respect couldn't be higher. Um, obviously, you know, there was, you know, feelings between us this last year with, you know, what was going on. Um, but again, like I just try to look at things from his perspective as well, which I'm sure he tried to do, you know, for me because he's been through it and he's been behind the center, behind center and, you know, with the helmet on. So um, I have nothing but love for Dave and, and I always will. And, if, you know, if I ever get to coach, he'll probably be the first guy that I'm making a phone call to to coach with because, you know, he's still a guy that I can learn from, but um, definitely nothing but absolute respect. That makes it harder when the decisions are made too, doesn't it? Yeah. Because I know for me, if you've got a boss at your job or whatever, and they they make changes, like this guy's in Oh, yeah, you can't wait. He's he's doing. Peace. See you later. I can't wait. But when, it's, but when it's any other time, it's like, I really respect this guy, love working for this guy, and then when he makes that decision that negatively affects you, it's like, man, that's that hurts because I think this guy really knows what he's doing. Yeah. It's harder um, then. You know what? It's like, uh, I mean, he, he's like a brother to me. You know, like we are able to be honest with each other, able to talk to each other. Um, you know, we've yelled at each other. We've, you know, you know, cried together after a breakup. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of great things that have gone on. Uh, <laughs> I guess in that sense, I would compare it to like a situation like, um, you know, your dad is the coach of the baseball team. You know, and you're pitching, and he has to pull you, and you're like, I can't believe he would do that. Like, <laughs> but like he, but he also knows probably what's best for you and and, and what's going on in the situation. So, um, you know, I mean, it's been uh, it's been amazing, and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's tough at the time when it happens, but I've I've always I've always looked back on Dave as a guy that um, has made me a much better player than I think I would be if I didn't play for him. You've been in the city for a decade. What does the city mean to you, and what does the future hold for you in the city? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's probably one of the hardest parts, honestly. Like, the friends we've made here, you know, um, just the drive you make all the time. Like, I made that drive from Chesmere now, you know, just seeing the mountains, seeing seeing the needle, you know, going past Peter's Drive-In. Um, <laughs> you know, there's that weird gorilla on the – yeah, comic, the comic book. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. just things that you always know and you know exactly where every single turn is and how to get every single place in this city. Uh, I've lived in the Northwest and Northeast and Chesapeake now. Um, you know, I think the city means more to me than I even know right now because, you know, both my daughters were born here. Um, you know, my wife and I built a legacy here. We've built a, a marriage here. You know, we've been here for a long time. Um, you know, I think it's always going to be a special place in my heart and, and a place that maybe I move back to and live full time, you know, after football is over because um, Madison loves it here. Our girls love it here. We've got a lot of amazing friends. Um, you know, the best the best golf course in the city, Lakeside. Shout, shout Shouts. out. Shout Shouts. out Lakeside. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, we've we've had a lot of I think I think one thing that's really hard about being an American and being up here is when you have kids, you don't have any family up here. 
Yeah. Your mother-in-law can't just move up here, you know, like the work visa and everything. Like you don't get to have that. So when you build those friendships and those family friends that become babysitters, that become people you spend Thanksgiving with and, you know, Christmas, um, that's what's, that's what's hard to leave and not feel like you're, you know, going to lose something. It's like a Canadian family. And I was going to say, and you adopted Calgary early. A lot of players will come through, and it's, it's as quick as I can get out of here. Hey, I love Calgary. I love this town. It's great. But there was something different about, I think, you and how you approached coming here. Because I, I had texted you. I feel like when, when our morning show started and we started to really kind of get traction, that's when you came to town. It was almost at, it was all very much at the same time. And I just remember how much Calgary meant to you. And it, I knew it wasn't lip service, that you were... Yeah, I'll sign here long term. If, if oh, yeah. the NFL's the NFL, and if it happens, it happens. But this is where I want to be, and it was legit. This was this was your place to be. Yeah, man. I think I was, I was lucky early on to like win in high school a championship, win in college, and and I think what it did was it re- it makes you realize like how special those places become to you once you do that. So I knew that with Calgary, I was like, man, I want to be here and I want to win that championship here because. I know what it could like do for my family, this city to like come together when, you know, you're new, you're young, but if you can come in and make something happen, like you can be a part of something. And I think that was something that Madison and I have always wanted to do. And that's why, you know, I try to say to myself for the most part during the season and, and you guys know, like during the off season, that's when we do the charity work and whatnot. So it became this full year round, you know, Hey, we're going to do everything we can to make this team better during the year, do everything we can to make the city better um, but really, I mean, honestly, the city just made us better. I mean, we, we love the people here, you know, we're, we're from the States, obviously I'm from Texas. She's from Washington. And, um, when we go back now, we feel foreign, you know, <laughs> it feels weird to be in Texas. It feels weird to be in Washington sometimes and like realize how people talk to each other, realize how people talk to you and, um, and to realize like, man, like, people are so much nicer in Canada. You know, people are so much more respectful. Um, you know, so I think we always just felt like. The longer we were here, the more this was home and it always will be. Do you have a Canadian accent? When <laughs> oh, yeah, bud. <laughs> you do, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but if I do say A, like people, yeah. people are like, dude, no, no, uh, you can't do that. I'm like, yeah. Well, like, is this the thing? You live around the world. You, you're not where you came from when you go back. Like, I'm married to an Aussie, and they're like, what the hell's wrong with you? You don't sound like an Aussie anymore. Like, this is it. This is part of being, you know, it's amazing what this sport's given you. You've got to see some really amazing parts of the world. Man, yeah, it's been, it's been an absolute amazing time. And uh, honestly, I just don't think uh, – I don't think I would change anything. Even the way this last year went, I think it's been amazing. It was awesome of Dave, I think, to put me in those last two plays um, to get, you know, the fans to be able to kind of send me off. And, uh, you know, honestly, it was like it was like minus five degrees. I didn't think there would be a lot of fans there. The Flames were playing the Oilers that night. So in my head, I was like, I was like, I hope Dave doesn't send me out because I don't know if there's going to be any fans here. Um, but it was an amazing moment, man. It's been a it's been an amazing run, and, and we've done a lot of great things here. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to, obviously. But, uh yeah, we'll just kind of uh, see where the future future uh, takes us. Tell me about the next week. Speaking of future, short term, you're you're on a flight tomorrow. Break up. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I Except think the, the scene here. The hard thing is, I, I was I was hoping this these news kind of wouldn't come out until after the Great Cup. You don't want to be a distraction. You know what I mean? Like this is the the biggest sporting event in our in our league and what we do. Um, so to set, I mean, to set the event up, I would say you've got a chance to you know watch probably one of the greatest franchises. Um, you know, of our time right now, do something very special, and that's win three straight Grey Cups. Um, you've got a quarterback who was ridden off by a lot of people because of injury, uh, because, you know, oh, they think he's over the hill, he keeps getting injured, keeps getting concussed, and uh, 
you know, I, I played him in the 14 Grey Cup and, and thought he was going to be probably one of the best guys that I've ever played against. And obviously that has now played out. Um, you know, Zach's doing something very special. And uh, for Toronto to stop that is going to be very tough. And I think you can kind of see that, you know, Dalton Schoen might be, you know, I mean, I don't know when was the last time a rookie receiver led the league in receiving, but he's one of those guys, like in our quarterback room, we talk about, we're like, man, like you should imagine throwing that guy the ball. Like, look what he's out there doing. He's dunking on people. He understands scramble rules. He understands blocking assignments in the CFL, which is very rare for an American the first year they come up here. Um, and that defense is who they are and what they've been for a really long time. So um, to set the stage, man, I think Toronto – uh, they've got to make some big plays down the field. Um, I don't think anybody throws the ball down the field more than McLeod. So uh, you need DeVars, you need Curly getting his junior, you need some guys in that offense to go make some big plays down the field. You need the defense to come up with some random, <laughs> random turnovers. You know what I mean? Like the tip picks, the fumble in the pocket from Zach. Like you need something to happen that's that it looks like Winnipeg's maybe playing out of character. Because, um, I mean, let's not forget, like when we were 15-3, and three, uh, however many years back and going to the Grey Cup, everybody's like, oh, this might be one of the greatest teams to ever play in this league. Mm-hmm. And we lost that Grey Cup. You know, it, they're doing that same thing right now after back-to-back championships. Like, this might be one of the best teams we've ever seen playing this game. So um, I would say to set the stage, man, turn your TVs on, enjoy it, listen to everything everybody's saying about it because uh, it is going to be a special moment. And, and if Toronto can pull it out, even it's even more special because yeah. they're possibly going to beat one of the best teams ever played. So um, I'm excited, man. I can't wait to get out there and start talking to some of these guys. I mean, that's what, probably my favorite part is getting out there and getting to talk to guys in these teams and seeing how they're feeling. But, uh, man, Grey Cup week is a, it's a fun, special time, and I'm sure the people in Regina are going to make it even more fun. Yeah, that's, man, a city to host. A, that's unbelievable. And uh, our boy, friend of the show, Corey Mace got his work cut out for him with all everything he Ooh, said about Winnipeg. He does, That's man. Quite a nice first year for him. He does, man. But him, Josh Bell, I think all those guys over there, you know, all former Stampeders. I think I think Ryan Dinwiddie is doing some fun things offensively. Um, they've got they've got a chance to do something really cool. And, and Mace is one of the best in the game, so he'll dial some stuff up for Zach. He'll try to confuse him, uh, but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. When you look back, just as we'll kind of bring it in here, favorite target. Favorite receiver Ooh. guy because I I just I think I'm I've got a couple names I think I know who yeah. you would say but uh, just one guy that you just knew was going to come Man. down with it. Um, I think I think it's hard because you don't ever want to offend anybody and, and you know guys are, will always find a way to get offended but um, I think uh, down the field you know when it matters Eric Rogers um, you know second down um, possible blitz you got to find a guy that's gonna. Be in the right spot at the right time, Mark Wayne McDaniel. Those are the two. Dude. Yeah, I was gonna say because I think of Eric because he goes down and gets a you know gets some time and he gets hurt. It felt like as good as you guys were, how good you could have been. Like that was cut short, and there was nobody better. You know, possess Markway. If you need six yards, he's getting you seven. Yeah. If and that two the, the two point conversion that you guys had it was aut- it was basically an automatic thing he was yeah. automatic for you yeah man it was uh it was, it was fun to get to play with both those guys I mean you know Eric's a guy that it just seemed like sometimes you know double coverage is fuck it just throw it up there you know yeah. and he just go up there and dunk on somebody and uh, there you go yeah <laughs> I had to get one out yeah. finally y'all can do it I was it. gonna say you've done more on AM radio than you have here <laughs> um, and yeah man the, the Mark Wade just understanding. You know what I want and where I need him to be, but he understood the defense. He understood pressure. He understood when he was hot, when I was hot, even if he wasn't the hot receiver, kind of giving me those eyes and and maybe even if the guy's covered, I can throw it back shoulder. So, uh, two guys I definitely relied on that made me look very, very good. And I would say those two guys. Yeah. 
Well, I, I know for Stampeder fans, like I said, I think it was tough. And when we had Mark Giordano as the captain of the Flames and you had Bo Levi Mitchell as the quarterback of the Stampeders, and I've told you this, I think that those were two of the greatest ambassadors that the two teams could have had and that the city of Calgary could have had. So that when they went out, it's like, oh, so this is your guy? Well, that's awesome because Gio did so much for the community and you and your wife, Mitchell's Miracle, you gave back all the time. And I, I think uh, I think Calgarians should be should be very proud and have been very happy to have you as as one of ours for as long as as you have been. It's tough to see you go, man. Hey, man, well, I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody here. Um, you know, the, the people of Calgary, the fans of Calgary. You know, love you guys. It's been an absolutely amazing run. Um, you've got a good guy in Jake, and you're going to enjoy watching him play. I promise you that. But uh, just stay with your team. You know. Uh, but when I do come back to play, y'all, make sure y'all fill that stadium because it's going to be a fun one to watch. <laughs> I love it. Don't see going. So going. What do we do with this guy's fantasy team now? Like he stinks. Oh, he's so going to leave the province. Are, are you? Do, do we have to like contract the league? Fourteen's a lot yeah, anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. You tell us what you want. I, I, I might have to. I might have to sell the team. Yeah, there you go. Relocation <laughs> fee. <laughs> now Retro's been sitting there. Uh, I think maybe he's working on Glossed his fantasy over. football yeah. team. Uh, waivers tonight. Are you still Retro? Here? What do you got? How, you, how are the waivers looking? I picked. I picked up a couple of wide receivers or put in for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was okay. enter- I was talking to people on YouTube. They love you both. On YouTube, and I, nice. we're live on YouTube. Okay, the comments just, are flying. Just going through the comments. He's the moderator there. Right? I love That's it. where he plays sheriff, right in the comment section there. I love it, man. And I'm I want to apologize because because oh. uh, I I I took a stab at you after a Grey Cup once when I was drunk. <laughs> I do remember in the group. <laughs> In the group chat, and I don't know. Oh, I was always wow. too shy to say story. I, it was meant as a joke. Okay, so, I always, I always know that man. We've talked since then. I have nothing but respect for you, big dog. Did get quiet Except there for, for a while. I will hat, say though. that. I don't know that Yankees hat is it's hard to look soon. at. I believe it was uh, end zone pick and in the Grey Cup. Yeah. In the Grey Cup, intercepted in the end zone. And Rhett, what was it that you said? Do you remember? <laughs> I remember. I said, Bo is going for the headlines. <laughs> Bo's trying to be the hero. Bo's trying to be the hero. Bo cost him the great cup. Oh, and you're like, Rat, Bo's in this chat. <laughs> and then basically it was crickets for two I months. I could have deleted there. it, but it was a, it was a joke. Uh, you know what? I respect you standing humor. by it, though. That's, that's what's better. I respect yeah. you standing by it. He's good humored. <laughs> so, and it's interesting. I'm, like, you, Go ahead, Retro. Sorry. Well, just I did feel bad because it was really soon after, and I've lost a few big games myself. So mm. I've started to think, geez, I wonder how I would have responded to that a day after a game seven loss in the Stanley Cup Finals. So, or within the hour, yeah, you know, as they're you, sweeping up he the wasn't confetti in the stands. His phone yeah. an hour after. <laughs> I think I replied to you like right away. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when when you're coming back. What color are you? Because I was, I was having a hard time, but I was, I was here in green, and you're thought, going to Regina. I thought you're looking, getting Jeez. real estate agents and stuff. I mean, oh god, that that was a crazy rumor. Hey, what's Someone going on? Like, oh, he's already bought a house here in Regina. Mm. Uh, I've always loved you there. Everyone, every single person. Oh yeah, no, they love me in yeah. Regina. Uh, <laughs> Huge. <yeah. laughs> it's like Hasselhoff in Germany. You Could you handle that, it. Red? Yeah. If you had Bo Levi Mitchell wearing wearing the green, absolutely. I want him to come. No, he's going to come down when he gets to Hamilton. He's going to come down, and we're going to go to a Bills game. Rets and Buffalo are going to walk me through why they screw everything up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know yet, man. I mean, we'll see. Um, Like I said, Hamilton's got my rights, so I've got to respect him, you know, to the T and make sure that 
I give them every opportunity to, to hear them out, what they've got to say. Because, honestly, I respect those coaches a lot. Um, a very good coaching staff. And there's a lot of players on that team that I would love to play with. But, uh, yeah, I've got I've to do what's best for me and my family and make sure that I, I do listen to everybody out there. But, um, you know, right now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to Hamilton and see what they have to say. Before you go, NFL, what's going oh. on here? Oh. Eagles lose for the first time last night. Allen is throwing up. Making horrible He's passes. The league in picks. I don't know Kirk what's going Cousins on. Kirk Cousins dancing with his shirt off on, yeah. on the plane. Blinged up. Mahomes is just quietly going about his business. Yeah, man. What uh, are you seeing? I mean, it's weird to see the greatest team in the NFL not up there right now. You know, the Houston Texans. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we're on a bit of a downturn this year. But just this year, right? <laughs> just this year. You've been in a couple. But we, do, but we do have Damian Pierce, which is really cool. Uh, um, but we'll find a way to mess that up. I'm sure we'll trade him for, you know, a Laramie Tunsil and... <laughs> Brandon Cooks or Kenny Stills. Yeah, I asked about the NFL and it. Yeah, it's yeah, personal. It went, yeah. You know exactly where I was going to say. Astros won. You can't have it all. Um, I don't know. I, I think. Uh, I think the hard thing for me is when everybody picks the preseason MVP. You know, everybody's Josh Allen's going to be the guy. Um, and he starts off hot. It's everybody's like, well, they're going to win the. It's overall. I mean, yeah, guys. Like, it's a pretty cool era to, to get to watch the Philadelphia Eagles start off eight and zero. You know, like they've always been a team that's like been teetering on the line and everybody wants to see be good, but everybody kind of hates them. But um, but secretly would love to be a fan of them because they're so diehard. I think it's really cool to see what they're doing. Um, you know, it's it's weird to see the Vikings doing what they're doing because Kirk is later on in his career. So to see him kind of taking off right now. Um, and I mean, he's always been a, a great quarterback, but just to kind of do what he's doing right now and, and leading that team and then to come back against the Bills right there, that makes a statement that, hey, we're real and we're here. So um Defense in the NFL, man. You saw it last year or two years ago with the Bucks and the, the Rams last year. The offense is big. You have to have a great offense. You got to have a great quarterback. But if your defense is not elite, the other team is going to find a way. So I think if you look at the top three defenses in the league, those are you know who's going to likely end up in the Super Bowl. I saw this morning, Allen down, Tua now second after Mahomes for odds on MVP. Really? You buy Tua stock right now? Man, uh, you'd like to throw to those I guys, think, I'm guessing. Dude, I, I think my problem with that, and I had I had this conversation when uh, it was like I think it was 15 or 16, and they they put me up for Calgary's pick for MOP, and I felt like it should have been Eric Rodgers because I think Eric had like 1400 yards and 11 touchdowns, and I think when you see it to a last year, and then all of a sudden you add Tyreek, and now he's, you know, doing what he's doing. I think the answer is it's because of Tyreek. You know, everybody thought that Tyreek would go down yeah. after losing Patrick Mahomes. So yeah. I think that's where the conversation should be. He's the guy um, that opens up Waddle even more, you know, so he's he's going to play better. So, I mean, when you add a, a weapon like that, like that's, dude, Tyreek's a generational talent. That guy's speed is insane. Um, you know, a guy, you know, kind of like when Deshaun Jackson first came on, it just seems like nobody could cover him down the field. Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like what Malik Henry is doing right now with Calgary. Like, doesn't seem like anybody can cover him down the field. So uh, it's fun to watch, man, but Tyreek's a guy that I think, I, I'm not buying two as much as I am Tyreek. That's fair. And it's it seems so cruel. Like, all the positions, all the stars, all the pro bowlers, it's only quarterback conversation. Always, right? Unless, like, like it, 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 the, the rules need to be changed. Or the, yeah. the vote, it, it needs to be – like, everybody votes on top, you know, O-line, receiver. It needs to be top quarterback. And then most valuable player sure. needs to start becoming more of a full team. It's – here's – it's Aaron Donald. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. this guy. Like, it, it needs to start changing a little bit because it's just like, oh, who who led Which the quarterback? League? Yeah, because last year, honestly, yeah, I, I personally believe, like, Aaron Rodgers had a great year. Not something he hasn't done before. Cooper Cup almost broke very old yeah. records. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, of guys, like, they were talking about Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson. Like, we're talking about – 
two guys that you put up there with the best players ever mm-hmm. played in this game, and he's a six foot tall receiver that Yards, came out of Eastern Washington. Yes, yeah, like totally, like insane. Like that's the guy that's that's the most valuable player yeah. at that time. Yeah. So I mean, that's what needs to change and kind of move there. And did I have a bet on him becoming MVP? Yeah. So there was a lot there of money is. that could have played off. I got screwed out of an Aaron Donald <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl MVP too. I wasn't happy. Bo, thanks for coming by. Thanks for everything. I have fun in Regina. It, if, if, if I brought this, a small gift for you. Uh, what do you got? Oh, this that. is my putter cover. Very nice. Yeah, so it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a shoe. It fits on your putter. I can't putt, so I've broken my putter, so my putter no longer fits this. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I brought it to you guys. It was red, red, black, and white, so I thought it would look Very good. Nice. Put it on the display up here somewhere? There you go. Very All right. Nice. Love Pre- it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys, man. Take care. That's Don't be a stranger when you're back. Never. Come on back, the show. Mayor. I'll come on the show the week we play Calgary. See, there's a deal. There Done. it is. Yeah. Perfect. Put it in ink. What's up? Uh, coming up tomorrow, tonight, today, all that. Yeah. Nice. We've got snow in the forecast. So, shovelers, we want you to send in your, your photos for the shoveler YYC in Buffalo. All right. The movement is happening. If you've got a shoveler out there, submit your photos. Snow's in the forecast. Oilers Nation Everyday coming up on YouTube. There's our first shoveler. Look at this. He is. Stopped at dinner the other night, said, I'm the Parkdale shoveler. <laughs> it's taken over. Shoveler 2.0. Nice. Brett, send that along to uh, your beautiful wife. Little uh, couple centimeters well, in the forecast. And uh, we'll continue to, was rattled. to support this movement. She, she rattled. The shoveler was rattled here in Buffalo because there's we don't have one to shovel. She had to run out today. She's shovel hunting. It's support <laughs> for her. This is it's, it, We're going to get through this together. Big okay. shovel. Yeah. Good o- stuff. Oilers Nation Everyday coming up next on YouTube. See you, buddies. Oilers suck. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 